Welcome to everybody listening right now. This episode is going to be extremely special because today we are celebrating five years. This is our fifth year anniversary for the Music Matters Media Podcast. Can you believe that? Can, can you just believe that we're still here five years later? Five years later. Now, I don't know when this is going to be uploaded and when people are going to be able to listen to this but the day we're recording this is february 23rd and five years ago back in 2018 we uploaded our first episode and that first episode for the diehard fans out there that have been with us since the beginning was based off of fallout boys mania and what better way to celebrate five years than to come back full circle and talk about Fallout Boy on this episode. So that is the plan for today, you guys. We are going to circle on back to what started it all. What better way to do it than Fallout Boy? Let's get into it, man. There's there's so much to say, so much to go through. Definitely some trips down memory lane to take. So let's get this underway. Okay, so... The latest news from Fallout Boy back in January is the announcement of So Much for Stardust. It's their upcoming eighth studio album, set to be released on March 24th. So Fueled by Ramen Records is going to distribute this record. And also DCD2, which is the relaunch of Decay Dance Records by Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump. And the lead singles from this record were Love From The Other Side and Heartbreak Feels So Good. So Love From The Other Side dropped on January 18th and Heartbreak Feels So Good dropped on January 25th. This new record has a lot of special ties to it, Eric. So it is marking their first release under Fuel By Ramen since Take This To Your Grave. Wow, okay. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. So they're going back to where it all started, pretty much. They're back on Fueled by Ramen. And the record is produced by Neil Avron, making it the first time that Fall Out Boy has worked with him since Folia Do. Okay, yeah. So that's also been a while. So when it comes to this record, there's already quite a good amount of buzz, as you can imagine, because Mania, as we said was released back in 2018. That's where everything started for us back in 2018. And that's when Mania was released. It was released in the beginning of that year. And we did an album review based off of that release. And it has been quite some time since Fall Out Boy has released new music. They've been pretty quiet since then. So some other details revolving this new record, Joe Troman announced that Um, publicly on social media that he would be taking a break from the band to focus on his mental health but he stated that he is intended to return yeah honestly that's very important for anybody in general but definitely musicians too to just decompress make sure everything is fine and honestly i stand behind him wholeheartedly in this decision me too i think that your mental health is just as important as your physical health And if he felt in his heart that he needed the time off to spend time with his family, friends, loved ones, and some time to just decompress and figure things out and take time to heal, then I'm all for that as well, Eric. And I wish him nothing but the best. As I said, he's just taking a break, but he intends to come back to the band. And we just wish him the best here. 
Yeah, me too. And he's definitely somebody that I am going to have a lot to talk about on this particular episode, so I can't wait to get to that. And speaking of Joe Troman, the band played Love From The Other Side on Jimmy Kimmel Live the same day that the song was released, and it was the first time that the band performed as a trio without Joe, the first time that they've ever done so publicly. So that was a pretty big deal. Yeah, you're you're not kidding. That's very strange stuff. I watched oh, yeah. it. That's it, it was just, you know, it's going to take jarring. some getting used to. Now yeah, they do have sure. a replacement player because they have an upcoming tour. So on January 31st, the band announced the So Much for Stardust tour in support of their new album, which is set to start June 21st at Wrigley Field in Chicago. What better way to start the tour? Of course. For Chicago Boys. And the tour will feature bands such as Bring Me the Horizon, The Academy Is, along with Alkaline Trio. So the tour is scheduled to begin on the 21st and it will end November 9th in Berlin. So we're talking about not only a North American tour, but a world tour. That's definitely a huge endeavor for sure. I wish them the best of luck, man. And before we get into these two lead singles and discuss those, I just figured I would throw this out there that Patrick Stump in an interview said that the album marks a return to a more guitar-driven sound. However, Stump maintained that it's not a throwback record, but rather an imagining of what it would have sounded like if they had made a record right after Folia Do instead of taking a break for a few years. He said it was like exploring the multiverse. It was an experiment in seeing what we would have done. How do you feel about that? Well, I definitely agree with him. Let's just get into talking about these lead singles. Yeah. Let's start with Love from the Other Side, and then we'll get into Heartbreak, Feel So Good. Absolutely. I definitely think he hit the nail on the head, because that's exactly how I felt when listening to Love from the Other Side. It it definitely did not feel at all like a return to form, quote unquote, if that's what some people want to call that. Definitely did not feel like a return to their pop punk days or even to their fully ado days, because, you know, even even though that's when they started getting more experimental, experimental yeah, uh, this still feels like a departure even from that. Uh, I do appreciate that the guitars are back and I know that that's because Joe Truman fought for that. He advocated for there to be more guitars. Yeah, that was a really big deal that yeah. Joe and Andy were more, let's make it more instrument-based. Yeah. You know, we're tired of using synthesizers and not to say that those things are bad, but relying solely on all these other special mechanical aspects to the music when they have an extremely talented group of guys. Yeah, for sure. Definitely glad to see that they're doing good. Uh, on that promise to bring that to the forefront however to me honestly love from the other side at least this song in particular honestly just feels like it feels like mania but with guitars really Uh, it's not that it didn't do much but it really just feels like a continuation of where they were before on american beauty slash american psycho and mania it really just feels like those albums but with more unearthed guitar you know that's not to say it's bad And that's not to say that, you know, I don't enjoy it. But at the same time, if if you know how I felt about Mania, you can go listen to that album. Then that can kind of give you an indication of how I feel about this song in particular. It's it's good. I like it. I like the guitars. But at the same time, it's not something that really blew me away. You know, I wasn't all too impressed with it. Now, before I get into my take, I'm going to ask you about heartbreak feel so good how did you feel about the second single i like that one slightly better i do like that it's more straightforward it's more of a straightforward rock song i can definitely see that one on folio do i definitely think that in that respect it's a throwback uh but again you know i only like it slightly better than love on the other side i like the lyricism a little better on this one too uh but you know again hasn't done much for me at least not yet but uh what about you i mean this is just how i feel maybe that'll change over time but uh, i'm curious what, what do you think i mean i've been waiting to talk about this with you for weeks now 
So I, I love that this is the perfect opportunity to get your take on it. Listen, as we both know, to anybody also who listened to the most anticipated of 2023 episode, that Fallout Boy was definitely on that list. So I have been long awaiting new music and to see where they were going to head next sonically because of that clash between band members. Nothing personal or anything like that, but it seemed as though Joe and Andy were more for bringing instruments and putting them in the forefront of the music again, whereas Pete and Patrick went more towards the poppier sound to their music. After Mania came out, that was a completely different side of Fall Out Boy that we got, which we will get into just a little bit later in this episode. So my expectation for new music and what it was going to sound like, I honestly had no clue who was going to win this battle between what type of sound that they were going for next. And I am happy to say that it definitely is more guitar driven and it to me feels like a throwback to that era. I think that he hit the nail on the head when it comes to both of these singles that it's more in the realm, in my opinion, of Folia Do and I could very well picture this being in that gap period. So I like that he put that into perspective because even if I didn't read that quote from that interview that was my natural gut instinct i'm like oh wow this sound this takes me back to this era of fallout boy during that time but then also was that my favorite era of fallout boy not necessarily but is it an era of fallout boy that i prefer over the newer stuff like mania and american beauty american psycho yes absolutely so Now I'm wondering, after listening to these two singles, which I have in my rotation, they're on the Music Matters Media playlist, if you guys want to go check that out, 100 songs, they get updated every week by yours truly, it's just new music on there, constant new releases, and it's a mix of literally everything, so when you throw on Shuffle, you'll get a little bit of everything on there, so they're they're on the playlist, those tracks, I did enjoy them that much to put them on the playlist. That's good. That's very good. And they have been in my personal rotation as well. Thinking about where they could possibly go next with the rest of this album, I don't want to get my expectation too high because what if they throw us a complete curveball after this where they kind of give us a little taste of the more guitar-driven, throwback, fallout boy type of sound, but then the rest of the album is a completely different fallout boy where we get the latter half of their discography you're not sure if you know if, if it's gonna maintain this style of more guitar driven music or if it's if only a couple of them are gonna be that way and then the rest is just gonna be uh even more doubling down on the pop sounds of the previous two albums right it's like that's how they compromised or do they really want to go back to a more stripped down sound that's, that's the big question here. That's definitely a valid concern. I personally have no expectations at this point. After after American Beauty, American Psycho, I think that's when my expectations of Fall Out Boy just went out the window. That's when I just gave up on having them because I figured at this point they're, they're just really trying so many different things. Uh, and like I said on our first ever episode... Uh, I said that what made Mania digestible to me was accepting that Fall Out Boy are never going back to the band that I used to know and love in high school. I said that, you know, I've, I've accepted that they've moved on from pop punk. They are a completely different machine now. Yeah, that's first and foremost to everybody listening. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to get over that version of Fall Out Boy. You have to get over that version of thinking that they're ever going to return back to that core sound of pop punk because they're that's just not where they're at today. And they haven't been that, quite frankly, in a very long time. You have to give them that. For the past 10 years, they even just saying that, they have not been in that realm. Exactly. And so ultimately, that's what made Mania digestible to me back then. But by the same token, 
giving up that expectation or letting go of that part of of their identity is what just kind of keeps me maybe in suspense isn't the right phrase but you know it, it kind of keeps me up in the air about what to expect from them because i've learned to live with the fact that uh with fallout boy the way they are right now uh you know <laughs> at least for me there's no use in having an expectation because they're whatever they come out with it's just going to be such a derivation from what i used to know them as and and that's kind of what i'm uh, learning to accept now i'm just learning to accept you know their music for what it is whatever that may be now and uh just trying to digest it you know you think that you want that as a fan you're like oh i just wish they can recreate these early records but yeah to be honest with you, I think that listening to these two singles, if I could gather anything from them, is I like that they are lyrically more fitting of where they're at today and what makes sense today versus back then trying to fit you know the band into the past. And right. then sonically they're giving that compromisation of going back to more of their roots i think that's the perfect word compromise i think if they can do that you know where they can compromise where they're at now because they went pretty far up yeah yeah so if they can compromise i guess half of the old with the new maybe in that sense that's what i'm hoping for this record i know i know expectations yeah yeah they shouldn't be (laughs) In the conversation when it comes to Fallout Boy. Right. But I think that if they can master that balance in between the two yeah. of what they want to do creatively, but not going just so completely far from the spectrum of where yeah, they were, yeah. that the fan base, regardless of how they feel and what era they love the most, there'll be well, a they'll mutual get behind ground. that. Yeah, I think they could really get behind that. Yeah, there'll be a common ground for everybody. And that's really, I think what everybody is hoping for you know for them to be able to satisfy both sides of the aisle so to speak so with that being said eric i think we should get into our ranking all right let's do this okay so we are going to rank the current catalog of fallout boy they have seven studio albums so we are not including this is a disclaimer pax am days is not going to be included on this list and evening out with your girlfriend They don't recognize it as an official release, so that would not qualify for this list either. And I know that kills Eric inside. It it does, because that, (laughs) as you know, that album was part of the soundtrack of my life in high school. I loved that album, and I think I loved it just because of... I really identified with how awkward Patrick Stump was back in those days. (laughs) And so, you know, I don't know. I guess it kind of felt like... It's endearing. It felt like a love letter from one awkward teenager to another. So that's what I really loved about it. So it does break my heart, but I understand. So the albums that qualify for this list, I'm just going to give the rundown from the debut to present day. We got Take This to Your Grave from 2003, From Under the Cork Tree from 2005, Infinity on High from 2007, Folia Do from 2008, then they took their break. They came back from their hiatus in 2013 with Save Rock and Roll. Then there was American Beauty, American Psycho in 2015, and their last record that they released was back in 2018, and it was Mania. So those are going to be the albums that are qualified for this ranking list. And we are going to go from our least favorite to our number one personal favorite Fall Out Boy record, so with all that, Eric, I'm going to pass the mic over to you. Let me know. Okay. So coming in at Your number seven. Your least favorite Fall Out Boy record. My least favorite Fall Out Boy record at number seven, Mania. And I'm going to jump in here too because we have our first crossover on this list. I put Mania as number seven as well. Yeah. Honestly. And I... I, I so wait, before we, before we get into why it made our number seven, I just want to say this. A part of me will always have fond memories around Mania because how could I not with it being 
the debut of the Music Matters Media Podcast. That was our very first episode. We were so, we want to talk about nervous and awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Listen to us now versus back then. You'll see a huge difference. You will really get a kick out of it. Please do yourself a favor. Give yourself some time to go back and just click play. And However, wow, you, you are right. There are very much fond memories attached to this album because... Like you said, we were super nervous the first time, but then just seeing the reaction from people that tuned in and seeing that they liked what we were saying and they felt a connection to us, that meant the world to us back then and it still means the world to us now. Because without Mania, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, And yeah. we wouldn't be almost 100 episodes in Yeah, and five years into this show. It's just the amount of doors that have opened and the amount of episodes and memories and material and everything in between people that we've met interviews yeah Yeah. so for all the hiccups that we endured for that first episode it was very much a special one so that's when we knew we had something exactly so how can we not have love for mania so i just wanted to get that out the way but now we have to get back to reality honestly and detach our own personal bias from it and just call it like it is mania is definitely their worst album yeah honestly and i'm being very honest when i say this and i'm not saying this to be mean but i this is the first time i've listened to mania since we recorded no way yes no way yeah that's that's how low on my list this is listen i've listened to mania since i listened to it back then when it came out 2018 i was listening to it whatever but i haven't listened to it since 2018 so not that much behind you on on that front yeah yeah i haven't bothered because listening to it now personally you could jump in here it did not age well yeah at all sonically it's all over the place yeah lyrically it's lacking i love pete and part of why i love fallout boy so much is pete's lyrics they speak to me love pete of course but lyrically it's just lazy yeah it was a dud for, for me personally and for you <laughs> clearly yeah <laughs> yeah even and that's saying something considering the previous two albums right you which we'll get I mean? to it didn't even feel like a fallout boy record yeah like at this point like i know i said that i have no expectations for them but i feel like at this point after save rock and roll and american beauty american psycho they developed you know a sort of sound with those two albums well this is what i'll have to say about that with fallout boy sound I think with their first three records, they had a specific sound. Yeah. Then they went experimental with Fall You Do. Then they took their hiatus. Then they came back in 2013 with Save Rock and Roll. And it was in that experimental vein. But instead of it being just a general experimental alternative rock album with electronic elements, etc. It was more in the pop direction. However, then over the years... From Save Rock and Roll to American Beauty to Mania, that sound that they developed, in my opinion, started deteriorating. By the time it got to Mania, Fall Out Boy didn't feel like the same band anymore. It just felt like literally anybody could have hopped on and sang and wrote and produced these songs. Yeah, like they kept going further into the deep end of experimentation and pretty soon you at least I certainly said this to myself, is this Fallout Boy or is it Imagine Dragons? Yeah, yeah. What's the difference here? Yeah, they just went super far out from where they once were. And nobody can fault a band for experimenting. Yeah, of course not. But there comes a point where you really need to, you know, also reel it in. Yeah, there comes a point where where you ask yourselves, do they even know what they're doing anymore? You know? Yeah, I think that they were just trying to throw anything at the wall to see what would stick. Yeah. And, and, I want to say this as well. To me, this is also personal opinion here, since we're doing this uh, ranking. I want to point out, their worst song to date is on this record, in my opinion. Oh, really? Which one is it, in your opinion? Young and Menace. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not going to disagree. That's a headache slash migraine in a song. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry hey don't be don't we'll get, be we'll get more to the to the love as the list goes on don't worry guys 
And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that they were introduced to Fall Out Boy during this time. You have to That's think about true. that, That's too. True, yeah. There's a whole other generation, Eric, out there that was probably introduced around this time. So for or or post hiatus in general. So they have a totally different version of Fall Out Boy in their right. minds to compare okay. it to. So we apologize to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but for the OGs that have been around listening since the beginning all the way up until now. They understand us. <laughs> yeah, that's just that song oh, that's a hard one to get through. I forgot how bad it was <laughs> until I went back in this deep dive and I couldn't I was like, wow, how did this not only how did this make the record, but it was the lead single off of that record was Young and Menace. Uh, yeah, they were really trying crazy. to make the same in like forget everything that you know about Fallout Boy because this is what it is. And if I were to describe that album, I wouldn't describe it as a headache or a migraine so much as the song, but they weren't kidding because the album is all over the place. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. But with Patrick's voice, I would make the argument that he is the most consistent. If there's anything yeah, to take from exactly, Fall Out Boy exactly. is his vocals. That's what we keep coming back for. The reason why there's such a power duo, those two, Pete and Patrick, is Pete's lyricism in combination with Patrick's vocals is just yeah. out of this world. Yep. But whatever Pete may lack in the later records lyrically, Patrick some makes up wholeheartedly in the vocal yeah, department definitely that's that's what i love about him in particular like he can he, sell you anything with that voice yeah he's he just gets better on every album in my opinion now do i do i think that he oversells it on certain songs yes <laughs> i absolutely think that but have you seen them live you think that even more so <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure but you know what though speaking of live the way he sings now is a huge improvement over how he used to sound live back in the pop punk days like there were days he has when way more vocal control. Of yeah, his voice. yeah. There yeah. were. <laughs> I you remember can tell that he's uh, done a lot of training. Yeah, I remember. I showed you a video of him doing like a Good Morning America type <laughs> I know, of thing. I never forget that. <laughs> they were singing "Thanks for the Memories," and I don't know what kind of vocal acrobatics he was trying to do, but it did not work. <laughs> and I was like, "How is this the same guy we hear on the albums, like on the records?" You <laughs> Something's know? not adding up here. So at yeah. the very least, I can. I can say that Patrick's voice does make this album somewhat listenable. But in terms of everything else, hands down our last. All right, we got to move forward. So, Eric, we got that out of the way. Mania is our least favorite record. Now moving on to the second least favorite. What would that be for you? I struggled with this ranking, but ultimately I decided to go with American Beauty, American Psycho. And this is our second crossover for this list because I too put American Beauty, American Psycho at number six. And you want to hear something funny is I thought that it would be the other way around because I remember back in 2018, I played Mania throughout that year and thought, oh yeah, like this is definitely an improvement from American Beauty, American Psycho. It didn't age well at all. And then I listened back to that now and I listened to both albums back to back. And clearly, at least for me personally, you could speak on this. American Beauty, American Psycho as a whole, not a great album at all. But there are songs on there selectively that are good songs. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's definitely more digestible than Mania. Yeah, you could at least get two, three, maybe even a handful yeah, yeah, of totally. songs from American Beauty, American Psycho, whereas Mania, I really struggled to, to yeah, get through Yeah, exactly. It. And like I said, now that I view this album as its own thing, like not even in comparison to their pop punk days, I genuinely enjoy it. I really... I really like this album and I can see myself returning to it, you know, a hell of a lot more commonly now than when it was first released. And one thing I will say that I don't think many people get, people pay attention too much. I love that Joe Troman really plays his heart out on this album in terms of the guitar solos. And I think that that's what he was pushing for moving forward. And then they went so drastically in the opposite direction with Mania yeah, yeah. where they lost control somewhere yeah up, he's along like the what way. happened yeah you know? so now they're trying to reel that in and uh mm -hmm. bring that back so shout out to joe yeah for real that's what we want <laughs> exactly and listen <laughs> that's what the you, people want <laughs> you played your heart out on this album so very well done you guys are a band at the end of the day that play <laughs> yeah, exactly. instruments who everybody's extremely talented and just real quick before moving forward with american beauty american psycho some standouts for me favorite record 
I love that track. I love Fourth of July, also a great track. What are some favorites? Uh, Uma for you? Thurman, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Centuries, I'm coming around to it. Yeah. Initially, I didn't like it, but you know. Yeah. Uh, Irresistible is another one that I really enjoy. Again, these are all songs that back then I wouldn't have even bothered with, but now I, I genuinely can say that I enjoy them. Yeah, they're not bad tracks whatsoever. The kids aren't all right. I like that one it's too another a good lot. One. Yeah. So the album as a whole. Is it their best? No, far from it. Yeah, and we're always going to rank it lower. Right. But I think we can... In, in comparison, but as its own identity yeah. and separating it from their previous work... We can enjoy it. We can enjoy it, exactly. So I'm glad. So far, so good, Eric. So far, we are on the same page here. Uh, well, let's see if well, we can keep that going. <laughs> All, right. All right. So my next album, my number, my fifth album goes to Save Rock and Roll. Okay, so this is where... This is where we differ? This is where we part, Eric. All right, all right. <laughs> so you, you say your piece. Okay, so Save Rock and Roll, initially, it, it was like the thing that just absolutely messed with my mind just because of the departure. It broke your heart. You had to really... Yeah, I mean, I was happy that they were back, but at the same yeah. time, uh, I saw the writing on the wall. I, I saw that this was... You had to come was... to terms that this was the yeah. end of an era. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that this was the beginning of the end of their pop punk days however i still found a lot of songs to enjoy off that album i know you and i certainly connected over a lot of them back when this album came out i love the phoenix initially my songs and what you did in the dark i didn't like that because that was the first piece of music i heard from that album mm -hmm. and so i avoided that song for the longest time but just like with the music on american beauty american psycho and just like with centuries i've come around and i really do like that song can't get the chorus out of my head now. <laughs> uh, I also love Where Did the Party Go, Alone Together, Save Rock and Roll with Elton John. They had some real kick-ass features on that record. They did. And listen, Rat-a-tat-tat, -tat, I'm ambivalent all, on. They didn't all hit. I'm not saying yeah, that they all yeah. hit the same way. But yeah. you have to give it to them. They came back with a stacked roster of features on that yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Young Volcanoes is pretty cool, too. I like that one. So I definitely have more to like about that album than not. But I still rank it here just because of the stylistic change. You know, it uh, it was too jarring for me at the time. And uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess for now, it's still something that uh, still has an effect on me. And that's what prevents me from seeing it or rather ranking it higher on the list. However, that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it. And I definitely have enjoyed it more as time has gone on. Okay, fair enough. So fair how about enough. you? Uh, this is where we differ so this is getting interesting this is getting interesting so what took my fifth spot on this list is folia do okay fair enough why why did this one take your uh your fifth spot thinking about fallout boys earlier work and the material that they were coming out with at the time and then when this record came out it was just a totally different vibe and it was kind of underwhelming and yeah I see you looking at me like, yeah. <laughs> I can, no, I can see that because uh, I remember one of my classmates in high school said the same thing, but about a different album. I'll speak about that a little later, but I can totally understand why. But uh, I saw it coming because Pete Wentz said that they wanted to explore more hard rock sound. And when they released this album, I saw what he meant and I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, for me, this record didn't really, at the time that it was released, didn't really hit as well as the other records. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was pretty underwhelming. And going back and listening to it now, I'm able to appreciate it a lot more. And I know a lot of yeah. the fan base feels that way as well, where this record is, uh, is on top of some people's lists as their number one record. So That's fair. It, it took time for this to really, for people to digest it and appreciate it for what it is. I think that right. it's a record that was very much ahead of its time. Yeah, certainly for, for the kind of band they were back then. Right. And I would also make the argument that before they took their hiatus, that this record kind of set the precedent of what was to come when they returned. Absolutely. And if you followed Patrick Stump's career after that album, the yeah, experimental the music work. he made, yeah. yeah, you could see that even more with that kind of music. Yeah. Because, I mean, that those that music that he released back then it's, it's it's as experimental as anything they've released now so yeah i agree shout out to tiffany blues though and little wayne i love that song 
<laughs> Definitely one of my favorite songs off that. No, album. they got classics on there. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not dissing this album by any means. I mean, they got. I don't care. They got what a catch, Donnie. West Coast Smoker. West Coast Smoker. The ship the gold, gold standard. standard. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See? Nice. See? Nice. So we still get hyped, and it's still an album that I'll return to and listen to. It's not to say that I feel the same way that I did back then. I'm able to appreciate it more now, yeah. but still, when I'm making my personal ranking list, it's still not going to be higher than yeah. where it's at. Okay, so now we are midway here. So not our least favorite, not our most favorite, midway. What took your fourth spot? Well, since we're talking about it, fully ado. <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, honestly, everything you said, I pretty much agree with on that. I That that album was still Fall Out Boy to me, personally. I still felt like there were some traces of them in there. Certainly the lyrics and the music. Like you said, Tiffany Blues was a song that I listened to so much back then. Still listen to it now. And all the other songs that we mentioned, I that's when I started to first see the decline of Fall Out Boy, and I, I did see it a little bit, but I still loved the hard rock sound that they retained, and I loved that they made good on their word like Pete said they would. So, uh, yeah, t- to me, that's kind of like the midway point of between the experimentation and the classic sound of theirs. So that's the redeeming factor for me on that album. Gotcha. Well, since we're talking about it as well, my fourth spot was Save Rock and Roll. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. So your fourth spot goes to Save Rock and Roll. All right. It Why does. Is that? We, we switched ours around. So, so yeah, yeah. Save Rock and Roll is fifth for you, and Folio Do is fifth for me, and Save Rock and Roll is fourth for me, but Folio Do is fourth for you. Yes. Wow. That's... That was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> that's so funny. But why? Why does that's very curious. Why does it take your fourth spot? Because I absolutely love this record when it came out. And was so excited that Fall Out Boy was back. And I remember during this time, I was bumping this record in college repeatedly. I know, I know. I was there with you. (laughs) Repeatedly. And I got to see them live with Panic at the Disco, 21 Pilots. I saw them for this tour. I absolutely adore this record because it just brings back such good memories. There's such a nostalgia factor to it. They came back with my songs on what you did in the dark. So I knew from the jump that it was going to be completely different from everything that you could expect from their earlier records. And they have such kick-ass songs on here. We have Alone Together. That's a mutual favorite of ours. Yes. Love that song. You have Where Did the Party Go? Another good one. The Phoenix. My song, Just One Yesterday, Miss Missing. I mean, Young Volcanoes. Mm Mm-hmm. They all are just such good songs. I absolutely adore this record. I was thinking that this was actually going to rank a little bit higher on my list. Really? Wow. Believe it or not. But we'll get to why it didn't rank higher on my list. Just to say, though, just because it's in the middle of my personal favorite ranking does not mean that this album is mid by any means. Yeah, the ranking is just a formality, but it's it's, exactly. it's better than then it sounds yeah i go back to this record quite often the replay factor for me super high and i think for their big comeback after their hiatus that they did a great job as long as you got over the hump of they're not pop punk anymore and you enjoyed it for what it was for me this was fallout boy the sound that they were going to with the pop rock elements in their music at its best versus American Beauty versus Mania. I think that Save Rock and Roll was their best form of this version of Fall Out Boy. And then as the years went on, it kind of deteriorated over time. Couldn't agree more. All right. So our top three. We are heading into top three territory, Eric. What made your third spot? So my third spot goes to Infinity on High. And I'll just jump right in here because my third spot also went to Infinity on High. And I just want to say that I thought Save Rock and Roll was going to take the third spot for my top three. But I listened back to Infinity on High, which I haven't in a while. And oh my God. The nostalgia came flooding back, right? I forgot how (laughs) hard that record goes. Nostalgia came flooding back. Yeah, that it did. The the first three records of Fall Out Boy's catalog by far are the best records yeah those are untouchable my opinion yeah 
And what's funny is I can remember at the time, one of my classmates said, Infinity on High is mediocre. Get out of here. I even know who said it. I'll tell you later. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here with that. I was like, what? Mediocre. I get it subjective. And I can't wait to hear from everybody that listens to this to give them uh, to give us their list and their feedback. But wow, I listened to this record and I couldn't believe that I haven't listened to it in so long. Other than obviously the the standout tracks from right. from the record, the right. the major hits off there. But but even oh, yeah. the deep cuts, totally. this that, record that song, slaps so hard. That song, Golden. Pete's lyricism, perfection. Yeah. First three records, Pete was just yeah. killing it, killing it. Hands down. And I'll never forget when. Fully too, but yeah, but this yeah. is but this is where both sonically, lyrically. Patrick with the vocals, just everything, full package I'm talking about, first three records, and wow, yeah, once I listen to Infinity, I'm like, no, I cannot put Save Rock and Roll for my third spot, I can't do it. This was when his lyricism could also pass for poetry. Yeah, And totally I'll, ne- I'll never forget when the Cine Scene, It's an Arms Race first came out, oh my god. Love that song. What a That's a shot of adrenaline, in my opinion. It was such, such a blast song. from the past. And the video for that is so cool. I got I love sucked that right video. back in yeah, to right? that time listening to this record. Yeah. But like I said, even the deeper cuts. Yeah. Everybody definitely. thinks of this record, they think thanks for the memories and mm-hmm. okay, that's great. And of course, a classic staple in Fall Out Boys catalog. Yeah. But the deep cuts on this record. Even some of the bonus ones, like it's hard to say I do when I don't. Yes. I yes. love that song. So good. Yeah. I forgot how good this record was. Yeah. It oh is. Not was. It is. Definitely. I, I love that album so much. So many good ones on there. What are some of your favorites from there? Oh my God. Hum Hallelujah. Yep. Thanks for the memories. Yep. The Santa Scene, It's an Arms Race. Yep. It's hard to say I do when I don't. I love, love the, that one. the takeover, the breaks over. That's another good one. The afterlife of the party. That's another good one. Another one that I really loved was, um, well, the uh, the title is really long, but I'm Like a Lawyer. Yes. I love that one. That's a great one, too. I love that one. And I also love the video just because of the of the message behind it. Jay-Z opening the record with Thriller. Oh, my God. Yeah, Thriller. Yeah. I love you, you that song. You can't forget Thriller. I love that song. It's hands down one of their heaviest songs, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Andy Hurley on that double bass. Oh, my it's God. It's wild. It's wild. So good. Such an underrated, or maybe it's not. Maybe we're just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, there's there's a million people in the world with different opinions That's we don't true. know. But I feel like this album's pretty underrated. It's underrated me to me because I completely forgot about it as a whole. And me I too. only listened to select songs. Then I went back to it and I'm like, this album slaps. <laughs> I feel like from the first three, it's the most slept on. Yeah, definitely. Right, so clearly we agree that this one is our number third. But I think for the top two is where things get interesting. I think so too, Eric. For the top two is where things really get interesting because I remember a ranking from back then. It's going to be interesting to see Will if it's it changed now. Will it still be the same now? Does it still hold up now? All right. So let's just go for it. What's your number two and your number one? Let's just because the second you say two, we know what one is. So it hasn't changed. My number two is from under the cork tree and my number <laughs> one is take this to your grave. And mine has not changed either. My number two is Take This to Your Grave. And my number one is From Under the Cork Tree. Oh, my God. Some things never change, Eric. Listen, if I could tie those albums, I would, but... Me too. I just want to throw that out there too, put this on the record. Those albums for me are interchangeable. They're very close. They're like a tie. You know my story. I I told you that story back then. I'll I'll say it now. I... (laughs) I'll never forget hearing Fall Out Boy for the first time on YouTube and not knowing what the name of the song was. It was actually Patron Saint of Liars and Fakes. And because I didn't know the name of the song, I looked everywhere for that song. I listened to every Fall Out Boy song that was out at the time that I could find just to figure out what the name of that one song was. But what's funny is that as I was looking for this one song, I was turning myself on to the band at the same time because I... I listen to every song. Like, on. oh, wow, this is pretty good. Yeah, like, I yeah. listen to one. I'm like, this is awesome. This one's awesome. This one's awesome. And so pretty soon, I, in a day, made myself a fan of this band. And next thing I knew, I was at the store buying Take This to Your Grave. And then I think a week or two later, I bought uh, From Under the Cork Tree. It was amazing. That is amazing, Eric. And for me personally, Sugar We're Going Down, you know, I'm basic. I'm basic. <laughs> that's where it's, That's where it started for me. 
seeing that music video, yeah. hearing that on everybody's MySpace profile at the oh time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that meme with the kid who turns up the volume? Yep. And he's just like, that's what that reminds me of. Yep. That's where it all started for me. And then from there, I just continued to listen to the rest of that record and went back in their catalog. And I'm like, wow, this yeah. band is amazing. Yeah. I'm not kidding you when I say this. I'll, I'll bring the CD one day, but back when, you know, uh, CDs were like everywhere. I, I'm i not kidding. You look at the, you look underneath both my CDs for Take This to Your Grave and From Under the Court Tree. It is scratched That's up. That's how you know. So much. He played them. <laughs> it's funny because like he if you played them like no other if you play them now on a cd player you'll hear it skipping the skips yeah, yeah. <laughs> that used to bother me so much <laughs> but yeah that that's how much i played those two albums to death there wasn't never a single day in high school where i didn't play them those two albums just hold such a place in my heart such a place in my heart because that's where it started it all for me yeah in terms of following the band and yeah, definitely. appreciating and the band you know and... what let's go all the way that's where it started our friendship really exactly yeah like, that was like the band that we just really we bonded connected over. over yeah and then of course that led to other bands that we connected over but yeah you know and Fall then we Out both Boy... started introducing each other to different music exactly but fallout boy is where it all sprang from our friendship this podcast i mean i on. know so that's why we had to bring it back full circle Five years of Music Matters Media. Is it thanks to Fall Out Boy? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I mean, music is what we live and breathe here. So Absolutely. You know, it's it's thanks to music, but yes. If if I had to assign like a percentage rating, I would say minimum fifty percent it is to Fall Out Boy. Those songs go so hard. And I know that we'll never get that time period back we'll never get that version of fallout boy back but that's what they're there for you can always return back to them exactly and listen even Pete's though we may lyricism not... the level of angst yes just the <laughs> is out of this world the just the and the cleverness. poetry yeah the cleverness in his lyrics the way he can paint a picture and of course you know patrick and joe choman's riffs sonically they were just on top of their game as well yeah and and patrick was like you know he, he was such a odd fit for a singer but it made sense at the same time and i know? will say this the reason for me personally because I, I do want to hear this about you for why one's one and, and two is two even though we both said technically we would tie them but for the sake of the ranking we rank them um for me why i continue to choose from under the court tree is my number one overtake this to your grave if i had to it's just because i feel like they perfected their craft but in that same vein it was exactly the same vein as take this to your grave just taking it to the next level yeah there's definitely Both lyrically a difference. sonically it's a lot less raw but it's it's in the same vein yeah i i totally agree you can definitely hear like a more refined sound on from under the court tree whatever it was that made take this to your grave phenomenal they somehow multiplied that but you know to your point take this to your grave walked so from under the cork tree can run exactly and that's why it takes my spot because that was just the first taste of fallout boy i'd ever heard and you know there there was just nothing like that you know uh, that was the first taste of pop punk i'd heard in general although you know i'm sure i'd heard it in other bits and forms before that but this was the first formal pop punk band that i ever got into and that's why that takes my number one spot just because it was uh, like discovering a whole new world, you know? So with all of that being said, we made it through our rankings from our least favorite to our most favorite. Where do you think So Much for Stardust is going to rank when it comes out? It comes out March 24th, and you already know that we're going to be discussing it on here. Of course, and listen, hard to say, but just like I said, with uh, Fall Out Boy's music, I have no expectations. And <laughs> <laughs> You're a smart man. Or... <laughs> yeah, but listen, that, that doesn't mean that I'm not excited. I'm very much excited to see what the rest of this sounds like. I will say, if Love from the Other Side and Heartbreak Feel So Good are any indication of what's to come for the rest of the record, then I will be very pleased. Exactly. This is just the prelude. There's a lot of surprises left, so let's see what uh let's see what time will tell
And cheers to five years of the Music Matters Media Show. Eric, I could not do this without you. You've been with me since the very beginning, all the way up until now. And I just want to thank you for everything that you've contributed to the show. And I also want to thank you just for being my best friend in the entire world and for the love of music that we both share and that we're able to come and discuss all these wonderful things on this podcast and that somehow our friendship and bond and our love of music on this show has branched out globally across the entire world for everybody to jump in and put their two cents in and comment on and it's just such an incredible thing so it all started with fallout boy but it also all started with you and i eric our friendship and our love of music and i i distinctly remember i said eric this is what we do on a daily you know regular basis is we talk about music. We talk about our love for music, our music taste. We show each other new bands. I was like, why don't we just take that discussion and bring it on over to a podcast and let's make a show out of it because that's what we love and that's what we do anyway when we hang out and we see each other. To make that statement back then and five years later have what Music Matters Media is today and what it is now. It just makes me so eternally grateful and uh, it continues to blow my mind every single day for the amount of people that listen, not only that, but for everything that this has become and turned into. Oh, well, thank you so much for making me a part of the journey for sure. I, you know, I know that this was a thing that we mutually uh, came to an agreement on, but you were the one that, you know, had the idea in your head and you know you're just someone who constantly has new ideas on how to make this interesting and how to keep this fun so thank you for you know bringing me along for the ride thank you for letting me voice my my thoughts on here thank you for being my friend in general and for uh letting me be a part of your life for 13 years and counting and of course i want to say thank you to everybody who's ever listened to us who will yes, ever listen absolutely. to us absolutely you know, you guys make this worth it. You guys make this we the not fun experience you. it is. You know, uh, Preach. it's just it's just such a cool thing to, you know, be able to bring this conversation. We're going to hit the big million this year. Yeah. How cool is that? And so just thanks to every single one of you, whether, you know, you're you've been with us since the first episode or you're a new listener now, everybody else in between. Thank you so much. You know, your support to us. It doesn't go unappreciated and unnoticed and literally we couldn't do this without you guys and thank you so much for being there for us and for making us matter and with that you guys we want to know what you thought of our rankings of fallout boys discography what are your rankings we want to know where you would place each of their albums and what you thought about the two new singles we want to know how do you feel about the new music new music New tour, new album coming out, a lot to look forward to, very exciting stuff. So make sure you head on over to www.musicmattersmedia.com and let us know all about it over there. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. We're on it. All you guys at Music Matters Media. And last but certainly not least, arguably the most important, we just opened our merch store. So don't forget to head on over to musicmattersmedia.com and click on our merch tab to check out our store. We got t-shirts. We got hoodies. We got crewnecks. We got baseball jerseys. We have snapbacks. We have it all over there, you guys. So please, if you love us, if you want to support us, that would be the way to do it. Rep Music Matters and tag us at Music Matters. And who knows, maybe you can be featured on the site. Cheers Cheers to five five years years and many many more to come. come.